Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. I can't think that I've ever blackmailed anyone for more than, like, maybe a pint. Jubilation as England become European champions. Heartbreak as England are defeated in the European final. Controversy as Will Smith slaps Ellen White over a joke about his ex-wife's hair. I think that's covered every eventuality. I'm Andy Baxter and this is Pints of Football, the nation's drunkest football podcast. And joining me tonight, the fresh prince of Flamborough Head, is Darren Afton. What score is it going to be then on Sunday? I think Germany will get one. So maybe 2-1 England? I think it'll be 2-0. OK. We can revisit nice, this. Nice, solid Wembley win. Yeah, that's going to help, isn't it? The home advantage and all that. Well, we thought, we thought that last summer. <laughs> yeah, true. Record crowds and all that. Yeah, no, it's, um, we'll see. Obviously, wish them all the best. But by the time you hear this, we'll know either way. Didn't... didn't uh, what's his name? Um, Italy's uh, marauding centre-back, uh, Cellini, didn't he recently retire from international football? Yeah, because he left and he went to Italy. Uh, he went to America, didn't he? I think he's gone the same place Gareth Bale's gone. What, would, what do you reckon are the chances that he's actually just snuck off the radar and on Sunday there's going to be a six-foot-five German woman with a wig? Mm. <laughs> And it's just Cellini. Back from all back. England banter. Yeah. Nah, I doubt that'll happen. I'm sure they've got checks. Or well, certainly Germans. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, the dad jokes have started. Hey. So what we're here for tonight, we are here for In The Mix, which I might actually stop saying that because that at the moment is literally the only content we're doing apart from my ground crawlers expeditions. Yeah. All In The Mix. It's all well, that's the point, really, isn't it? What isn't in the mix? Everything to do with football is in the mix. 
and specifically the nation's challenge that we're doing we've got five guests coming on at some point soon got paul watson who is a football fanatic from around the world he's currently i don't know if he's managing or chairman or some sort of role i guess we'll find out when we interview him um, at a club in bhutan wow okay uh, what are you going to say, our club in Bootle? <laughs> no, 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 sadly not. <laughs> and um, we've also got returning guest from the Scoreless Thriller podcast, Alex. He had a random generated one, which was the United Arab Emirates. Oh, wow, that's going to be tough. Yeah, I feel bad for him because last time he came on, he got bullies. <laughs> He's How did you get France out of this? This is not fair. And then we've got a guy called Gareth, who we met on Twitter, and he runs, randomly, runs the social media for a club in Anguilla. Wow. He probably knows as much as us, because he's just, a, I think he's just a guy from Shropshire who, who hmm. <laughs> happened to um, somehow land this Twitter post in role in Anguilla, as you do. I guess we could probably reach out to Madagascar and see if they've got any clubs wanting a Twitter setting up. Maybe we should do that. If anyone's listening in Madagascar, feel free to get in touch. The usual channels. Usual channels. Email is at pintofootball2015 at gmail.com. Or drop us a tweet at POF underscore reviews. We're here all the time. It never ends. <laughs> to be fair, it obviously is working because we've got all these guests. And two more guests we've got. Jake, who is my mate, of course, who's the Matlock Town striker. Yep. He was messaging me the other day. So oh, I didn't realize you had a podcast. And then he was like, fancy a guest. And I'm guessing he thought I was going to say, oh, yeah, you can come and tell us about your amazing career as a striker in non-league and playing in the Conference North and, you know, having one of the best goal scoring records in the North East Counties League for a while. But no. I just um, decided to give him the challenge to think of a story from Saudi Arabia. <laughs> that was, again, randomly drawn, obviously. Of course. And then the last one we've got is a couple of lads who never met again, just other podcasters who've reached out from a podcast called Foot This, Foot That. Um, and they have got a better draw, I would say. They've got Norway. Okay, well, there's going to be some interesting stories, no matter what people can find there. And it's always nice to discuss the game that we love with them, with other people in our position. So, yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, exactly. And in the meantime, you've got me and the doing our usual thing. My turn. I've got a lucky draw this time out of the hat. Some would say it's lucky. I would say, actually, it's harder because... Where do you start with a big country and a, a, a famous country for looking for good, genuine stories? At least with yeah. Andorra. Yeah, oh, at least, yeah. yeah, that's it. Tom had Andorra, and I'm sure he just typed in Andorra football and probably the only story of ever of them playing football came up, which was mm. that pub team who made it to Europe. That was awesome. That was a good one, that. But, yeah, it's when there's a lot more written and sort of a better-known league and stuff like that, there's going to be sort of... You've got to filter through a lot of crap that you find anything that's worth yeah. telling people about. 
Yeah, and I think that was true when Tom got Uruguay way back when at the start. Obviously, they won the first ever World Cup and, mm. and you know, they were massive powerhouses for years. And technically, they are still one of the best teams in the world, I guess, although an ageing team. But no, France, which is the team I've drawn, the current World Cup holders, there's not really many better teams out there really is there look at the players they've got and yeah they've um you've got to be one of the top few at this world cup as well when we get there oh yeah you'd, you'd fancy him to be up there the fact that mbappe is still only like was the early 20s still yeah and he's already done so much <laughs> and he's already what director of football at psg or whatever he is <laughs> In charge of recruitment or some rubbish. Yeah, he's already the chairman, the, the vice chairman, yeah. captain, the penalty taker, the kit man. Mm-hmm. He does it all. He even runs the PSG podcasts. <laughs> Might get him on, actually. Yeah, Mbappe, if you're listening. <laughs> wow. That would, do, that would do wonders for our numbers. Well, it would, because it would just be us not being able to understand any of the answers he gives. I mean, that's the point, yeah. How hard would it be to learn French? Oh, just for one potty. It's a bit much. Yeah. I think the extent of our efforts to this now is, can I be bothered to click on Wikipedia and type in the name of a player to find out if they're worth talking about? So anyway, I've got France. And as we've just said, they're one of the greatest teams in the world at the moment. They are currently... Guess where they are FIFA ranked? One. No. Oh. Um, don't know, top five? Yeah, the fourth. I don't know who's above them. Probably Belgium, weirdly. They always seem to be like top of the pile for some reason. I don't know how they got much, like they get the ranking points, but they must just play like rubbish teams all the time and, hmm. um, and, and you know, get sort of ranking points like that. Um, just quickly before we move on. Mbappe can speak English and Spanish as well as French. Oh, fine. We'll get him on then. Get him on. It's fine. So, Killian, if you're listening, you know you know the address by now. So, another interesting fact about the French national team. I would have loved to have told the story of this, but it was in 1908 and there's no, <laughs> there's just no content for it. It's not even in, in our Football Strangest Stories book. But France suffered the biggest ever defeat against Denmark. Now, bearing in mind it's France, and bearing in mind they're not minnows of this world, and I'm sure they never have been, the biggest ever defeat against Denmark was 17-1. Wow. Must have been a bad year for them. Bad crop. Before Bartas. Bartes, well player. What a keeper. Um, the biggest win, however, is 10-0, which, again, very respectable. However, I'm not really that impressed because it was only against Azerbaijan. Nah. And apart from that, I'm not really going to go into the ins and outs of it too much because everyone knows about France. They've you know, won World Cups, plural. Yeah, they've won World Cups twice. And they've won the Euros twice. They've won the Nations League once in one appearance. 
they've won whatever the Conmebol UEFA Cup of Champions. They played it once in 1985 and won that as and well. Won it. Oh, okay. Yeah, and they've been in the Confederations Cup twice and both times won it as well. Wow. They're pretty good then. They're not bad. If you've not heard of them, look them up. They are called Les Blues. Yeah. I and mean, he, he he wasn't the guy who founded them, Les Blues. No. He was the he was the jazz singer who did the halftime. <laughs> and the top cap man is Lillian Turam. Top goal scorer is Thierry Henry. I would have guessed I would have guessed Henry. I wouldn't have guessed Turam as the well, cap man, but then thinking about it, maybe I should have. Yeah, well, you definitely should have, but too late for that now. Oh yeah. It's on the recording. It's not getting edited out. So you're probably thinking. You know all there is to know about France, really. And this might be the first story that I tell where you'll probably go, oh, yeah, I knew about that. Because it's quite a long story. Not necessarily a nice story. It's quite a sad story, really. But the end result of the story only happened last November. Okay. Ended in court, as these things do. As these things do. And it's the story of... In fact, no, This the, the ending of court, I would say, is probably probably the end of a story within the main story. Yeah. Yeah? <laughs> I'm not sure. Basically, the story is the life and times of Karim Benzema. Ah, right, okay. So, Someone so, who we're all very familiar with. Now, I'll get started by saying that the thing I love about any footballer on Wikipedia is when they have their own controversies and legal issues page. Oh, yes. It always bodes well, doesn't it? Yeah. Karim Mostafa Benzema's history of his life. He was a man born to Algerian parents, so could have quite easily played for Algeria, which we'll, we'll come on to in a little bit. You may or may not remember back. He started his career at Lyon throughout the mid-2000s, the noughties, as some people like to call it. Not me, but some people do. He made his uh, career debut and helped Lyon win the Liga 1, or League 1, as it really should be called. He, he basically had a great start to his career. Won Team of the Year, Player of the Year, all the usual stuff. Top goal scorer at the ripe old age of, like, 21, I think it was. And then when he got to 22, and this is the thing, I thought he must be about 40 by now. So he's been going for years, hasn't he? He's been, yeah. he's been, he's been at Real Madrid for 13 years. Wow. But he's still only 34. Wow, because I, I I knew he was scored goals somewhere else first. So he must have broken through, as you say, and then been smashing it straight away. He scored, yeah, he scored 43 goals for Leon in 112 games, which you know, is only one in three. But when you're 16, 17, 18, 19 year old, it's pretty good going. It's definitely better than you or I have done. Well, yeah. <laughs> to put it into comparison. <laughs> um, and then obviously, yeah, he went to Real Madrid and his career just went from strength to strength. But whilst all that was happening, he had a personal life. Mm as we all do. There's some, there's some good stuff in there in 
terms of like it's not all bad there's there's some nice things on wikipedia that talk about him being in adidas music videos and you know it looks like he's having a nice time taking a selfie of himself on a commercial which you know this is quite nice really but no i guess what we're asking is could it have gone better if he hadn't have uh, dipped his nose into trouble i'm not sure it was his nose that he was anyway so as i'd already mentioned he was born to french nationals of algerian descent which that phrase in itself has its own Wikipedia page, which I'm not going to go into at this point. Oh. But his grandfather was called Da Lackel. Da Lackel. Yeah, Da Lackel. Lackel. I don't know. But anyway, um, what happened, the reason I'm mentioning him is he got into controversy in 2006 when he was still quite young, when he basically got asked if he would consider playing for the Algerian team, the parent and grandparent countries kind of have to, they're obliged to come in, aren't they, and try and get first dibs. Mm. I mean, you'd all do it. I'd do it. I imagine that's some of the sort of not footballing superpowers. They have to constantly scout these younger talents coming through just to try and nab them, as you say, just so they've got half a chance of getting a decent team. Yeah, I mean, the ones that stick out usually over here is when England players or like former England players end up going to play for teams in either the Caribbean or Africa. I think we had yeah. Wilf Zaha. He's playing for the Ivory Coast, I believe. Yeah, I think he's Ivorian. But he he actually got a cap for England as well. Did he? Yeah. And then, obviously, Jamaica pretty much all of the squad, well, at least half of the squad is people who were born in London and and whatnot. And I think historically, in the 90s, Ireland did it a lot, didn't they, as well? Oh, yeah. The the year they went to, was it the 94 World Cup in America? Loads of them were sort of um, nationalised because of their grandparents or because they had a Guinness once or something. (laughs) And then... Vinnie Vinnie Jones being Welsh, how's that? (laughs) Yeah. He's the least Welsh man I've ever yeah. seen. Yeah. But then again, we've currently got Declan Rice. So I think my favourite one was oh, Diego Costa. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was weird. That was like a later in his career one, wasn't it? Imagine that choice of those two. It's not like it's... I don't know. Like It's not like England or Vietnam. It's, yeah. It's two massive powerhouses. Which do you choose? Two good ones to pick from, isn't it? You can understand some people's decisions, but, um, you know, that one, as you say, you, you've been happy either way. It's not a compromise, is it? Um, you know where Erling Haaland was born, don't you? Oh, yeah, he's born in Yorkshire. It leads, yeah. So, um, well, it might not be Leeds specifically, but somewhere up that way. Yeah. And, you know, what a, what a player he'd have been for England if he'd have um, decided to go down that route. Would he? Or would he have just been sat on the bench to Kane for those years and then ended up being like playing for Villa? Yeah, just a bit of a journeyman. Yeah. But no, back to Benzema. So what he actually said was, very bluntly, it's my parents' country. It's in my heart. France, it's more sporty. That's it. Um, and if he was born and grew up there and went through the football system, can't really begrudge him. 
yeah, exactly. It is it is what it is. I don't think anyone can really have any better feelings to him about that. But then, skip forward to 2010, and French television channel M6 reported that four members of the French national team were being investigated for their roles as clients in a prostitute ring. Yeah, not good. Operating inside of a Paris nightclub. So by this point, he's playing for Real Madrid. You just, you just wouldn't get involved, would you? You like the thing, not. It's a bit sleazy and sordid, isn't it? Yeah, it is, but didn't. Well, allegedly, it didn't stop him. However, he didn't actually get prosecuted for it. Okay. It was him. It was Frank Ribery. It was Sidney Govu and Hatem Ben Arthur. They were pulling into this nightclub and then presumably just enjoying a couple of shandies and heading home. That's what the courts have said. That's <laughs> what the courts have said. Yeah. Now, in all seriousness, the, the case was dropped. And whilst it was proven that they were getting involved with the prostitutes, the shocker which is a real shocker, is that they weren't to know that the prostitutes were underage. Ah, right, this doesn't get any better, does it? <laughs> they weren't to know. Yeah, well, this is what the judges ruled, so, you know, it's not for us to say. We can't get into trouble for that, so that's fine. Yeah. And you think, well, that's it then. Get your head down. And just get on with your game. You're at Real Madrid. You're at one of the best clubs ever. You, you're one of the... I don't think he always was the star striker, though, was he? Cause... He was almost like the forgotten man, if you can believe that. Because they had Ronaldo and Bale. Um, and, yeah, it was like, oh, and Benzema's also here. But then he just kept scoring and like they got rid of all the other players and just kept him. And, you know, that that was it. He just, he just kept smashing it. Hmm. And speaking of keeping on smashing it, <laughs> we'll move on to his next um, thing now, which you already mentioned at the start, was all moving forward again a few years. It got to 2015. He's, a, he's, he's quite an older, more senior man now. And he got arrested for his alleged part in blackmailing fellow France international Matthew Valbuena over the alleged recording of a sex tape on a mobile phone. Yeah. I mean, he can't really stay away, can he? It's just like... Uh, I mean, I can't think that I've ever blackmailed anyone for more than, like, maybe a pint. Mm. And at that level, does it even count as blackmail? I don't know. What's the most... If we're counting everything, what's the most do you think you've probably ever blackmailed anyone for? Oh, Christ. Um, well, yeah, we're on sort of shaky legal ice here, aren't we? Um, yeah, sorry, I should have checked you all right to disclose this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I, honestly, I, can, I think I've never been a big blackmailer. Have you not? Oh, yeah, I mean, I mean I'll, I'll have a thing, I'll get back to you. Fine. We'll revisit this. We'll do a make it a regular feature. Any blackmail this week? Call it backsmail. Oh yeah, good. There you go. Mother's Day is around the corner. 
Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. But now, there was a sex tape recorded on a phone, and he was blackmailing Valbuena about it. I'm guessing it was somebody that Valbuena shouldn't have been involving himself with, which is why Benzema was, yeah, holding all the cards. Yeah, I think it's probably, it might have been at the same nightclub that they'd previously been seen at. Mm. And what happened in the end was he basically ended up getting banned from France national team. (laughs) What a shock. I remember he didn't play for France for years and years until only very recently, actually. I mean, you probably got the the stats there. Yeah, he was banned for five years, which... When you're a man in your late 20s, you think that's probably the end, really. The fact he came back to the national team. I know we saw Ibrahimovic do it recently at like 39, but <clears throat> yeah, it's a bit different. That's Sweden. They probably haven't really got anyone else. And he's a law unto himself, isn't he? Ibrahimovic, he's mad. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. But anyway, for five years, he was, he was dropped. But the actual case never got resolved in terms of like legally up until last year. Um, and it went to trial in the end. And what happened was in November, he was given a one-year suspended sentence. So I don't know. Right. So, I mean, it might be different rules for famous people and celebrities, but what does that actually mean? That if he does anything again that will get added on to whatever sentence he's given. So if he breaks the law again, he will get that one year in prison as well as whatever else he's gets, gets um, sentenced to. Ah, right. So he got fined 75 grand. That's probably a couple of days' wages for a minute, which is... So that's all he got? Yeah, well, I mean, it's, you've got to, they obviously didn't have enough on him to make it so they can give him a serious sentence or... He had a very good lawyer, legal team, and they could sort of negotiate it down. I mean, I was going to say it's first offence. Well, I suppose it is a first offence because there was nothing ever convicted in the other the other case. Um, but yeah, that's it's that that's it essentially. That's insane because his lawyers are in the process at the moment of appealing it. His lawyer, yeah, <laughs> appealing. Oh. It's like you've been fined, like you say, probably two days' wage. Hmm. And he's gone, no, no. <laughs> no. Yeah, you think you'd just sort of take your medicine there and go, yeah, okay, we've got to wait on here. Let's, I mean, uh... you think his lawyers cost more than that. Yeah. There is an argument to say that if you genuinely believe you are innocent and you didn't do it, you don't want the sort of slur against your career and you don't want, 
you know, podcasts like this, talk, talking about it and things like that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But um, I don't know if, if they think he's got a case to win an appeal. And yeah, I suppose. I mean, I know certainly over here, you, you can only appeal it if like there's different evidence that's around than what was presented in the initial trial. Otherwise, you know, why would they find anything different? Hmm. Um, so whether it's the same in France or not, I, I don't know. So anyway, we've had his 2010 possible underage prostitutes. We've had his 2015 blackmailing sex tape. Seems to be every five years he does something. So we get to 2020. Oh, yeah. And this one's more comical than than the others, but still quite controversial. In March 2020, which I'm guessing was right at the start of the lockdowns, which is what makes it so funny, he was on an Instagram live feed with YouTuber Mohammed Henny, and he made remarks about the fact that Olivier Giroud had been replacing him while he'd been out. And the thing I love about this is, what did France? What were France meant to do while he was suspended or like not not allowed to play for five years? Just not play any strikers. Yeah, just like play with ten. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe that should have been the rule. They had to play with ten players for five years. <laughs> but now, so that because Giroud had been picked up, apparently he referred to him as a go kart, <laughs> where he himself is an F one. Oh, okay. Yeah, fine. I get the comparison. If he'd have just left the quote as he's a go-kart, then uh, yeah. it's hard to be offended by that, really, isn't it? Yeah. It must have been someone else. I mean, Giroud scored a lot of goals. He's got a lot yeah. of goals for France as well. He's just been he's a, a bit of a mob. He's another one of those where he's a bit of a late bloomer, wasn't he? Like He had a decent career at Arsenal, obviously. He scored you know, loads and loads of goals for them. But then, even when he, he's been at Chelsea and AC Milan, and he, he's the same sort of age. I think he's, what is he, um, 35. So he's around that same sort of age. only a year older than Benzema. And I think they're both absolutely valid strikers to have. Like, most teams would love to have those as the two options. Cool, that are, yeah. Probably, probably not playing together, especially if, if they don't like each other. But I just don't think it's one of those duos that would work. No, not many duos do anymore, really. Yeah, which is, is a shame, really. But that, that's a whole different thing for a whole <clears> different <throat> day. Ultimately, though, what we've realised from this story is that there's a, there's a moral question to be asked here. Should Real Madrid have unified with France and not let him carry on playing. They didn't find anything he'd done that was illegal, I suppose. I mean, the only way they could have done would have been if, if they'd have found that he breached his contract by doing these things that were wrong. But by the sounds of it, they haven't been able to. Um, and ultimately, but, but whilst it was still under investigation... Well, suspend him, yeah, of course. That's what I'm thinking. That's, that's I mean, like, like um, Man United did with Greenwood. Soon yeah, as exactly. all that came out, suspended him immediately. And I'm not comparing the two cases at all. But, you know, as soon as there's anything that could potentially cause harm to your employer, the club, you know. That's everything. what I mean. It's the brand of the club. Yeah. The thing that bemused me about it, France have obviously gone. 
we really, really disagree with the, the conduct here. Five years is a long time for them to stick it out. But then the thing about that as well is, I don't know what happened, but after five years, he was recalled. Mm. And then a year later was found guilty. Because like, they just kind of like, oh, I'm fed up with us now. It's, it's, <laughs> yeah, on. Like, it's just come on. on. Yeah, yeah, it's only a bit of blackmail. And I, <laughs> we've all done it. It's yeah. been five years. Everyone's forgotten. No, nobody cares. Everyone's forgotten. And then a year later, the courts are like, oh, yeah, by the way, thank, thanks for calling Benzema. We just remembered about this case that we were working on. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for bringing him back to our attention. Uh, I think if it was me, I mean, it's, it's easy to say it's where it's at here. We, we haven't really got to manage million euro football clubs. But you'd like to think that if one of your players is under investigation for something and could go to prison, could besmirch the name of your team, especially whilst you've still got Ronaldo as your main man. Yeah. You think they'd just play ball with it and say, sorry, mate. When, when you're in the clear, you can come back. But it's not what they did. They carried on playing him. France didn't. And then France did. And then he was found guilty. Yeah, then France did just because they fancied it. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Giroud got injured one time and they were like, right, that's it now. Oh, God, we're going to have to. (laughs) And then the follow-up question, Bax, the final question. Who is the worst human in the French football scene? Is it Benzema or is it Kurt Zouma? Wow. The hard-hitting questions here at Planet Football. The tough questions, aren't they? I mean, yeah, Zouma... Possibly is just because the recency bias involved that it was just this season gone, and you know it was horrible what he did, um, and Benzema didn't technically do anything, as we've just discussed. But had Benzema done the things that were alleged, that would have been significantly worse. I mean, it was—I don't know if it was a nice cut. Either way, what we're saying is, footballers of France. They're not yeah. always, not, not always, not always good people. No, Zidane with that headbutt, that mindless, insensitive headbutt. And to be honest, when we talked about things that happened in France, I possibly thought you may have gone with the time they all went on strike and sulked on the bus at the World Cup. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah, that that was around the same time actually. I don't know if it was when Benzema was suspended because it was Anelka that caused all that. Yeah, they, they do seem to love a collapse, don't they, France, as well as uh, being they're either very, very good or very, very Horrendous. shoddy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, this was the 2006 World Cup, the one where Henri handballed it to get, to the, to get there. Oh, God. That in itself, yeah. That in oh, itself yeah. was horrible. The, the manager um, at the time left out Vieira, Nasri, he's a wrong one as well, and Benzema. So, um, yeah... Whereas this Jan and Vila, who was mentioned earlier, and Valbuena both made it into the squad. So maybe that's why all Ooh. this is there. Yeah. I, I, that's what I'm saying. I think it was... Oh, what did you say? It was 2006? Mm-hmm. Maybe this goes deeper than yeah. we, we thought. Well, maybe. Maybe Valbuena actually stole Benzema's <laughs> slot in 2006. And then four years later, when the next World Cup came around, maybe it was going to happen again. Mm. Maybe it got to the... 
the bit where they pick the final team and then Benzema was like, right, if you go to this World Cup and I don't, and they just shows him it's fine. Yeah, like, they'll be held play. <laughs> how are you possibly in my private room of my yeah. house? How, how is it taking them five years to resolve this case? We've just figured it out. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Mythbusters. Solving all of the world's greatest conspiracies. Within football. Within obscure football. Nah, it wasn't that obscure, to be fair. It was one of the more mainstream... For us, yeah. yeah. Hardly any mention of 1900s football. Well, we did mention the 1908 France lost to oh, Denmark. I had to keep it somewhat interesting. Yeah. <laughs> if anyone has any newspaper clippings, probably in French, or any website links to Denmark 14, France 1 in 1908, I wouldn't mind having a bit of that. Send them in. Always send them in. Don't tell them where, but just send them in. Right, I think it must be time for the Baxter machine to fire up. So because there's only two of us today, we're going to carry on with the game that we did last week where I'm going to name the clubs in this player's journey and you can kick in after every, um, every one to have a guess. So, okay, so I'll name this player's club. He had quite a long career but didn't play for that many clubs I don't know if that's going to give it away too soon but we'll have a go and see what happens his first club his first senior professional club was oh good grief Gladzak's hero professional professional not English Gladzak's hero glad as in like glad to be something or somewhere axe as in a weapon hero you're not going to get that one, so let's we'll skip past it. Unless you want to have a guess, go on, guess, guess one. Is it Yapstan? No, but not a million miles off. Okay, after that, after some years at Gladzax, he then went to Vidovre. H V I D O V R E. Vidovre. This is going to be the most obscure play you've ever heard of. Gets easier after this. Um, is it James Beatty? It's not James Beatty. <laughs> After that, he went to Bromby. Is it Nicholas Bentner? No, unfortunately not. After Bromby, he went to Manchester United. Peter Schmeichel. Bloody yes! Peter Schmeichel. Yeah, well done. Well bloody Seems. done. Scenes. Absolute limbs. Congratulations. That was a tough one, that. That was my first guess with Yapstan. <laughs> you know what? Well, for half a second, I thought you were going to guess it. I don't really know why, but yeah, <laughs> you know, well done. After that, it completely threw me. Tell you what, I'll throw it to you. Where did he go off to that? Did he go to Villa? There's a team before he went to Villa. And he wasn't just there for five minutes. He made 55 appearances for that team. Was it abroad? Night- it is abroad in 1999, so he must have left after they won the Champions League. Yeah, he did. Um, Which seems odd. Was it France? No, he went to Sporting Lisbon. Don't remember that. Made 55 appearances. I have no recollection of that at all. He's then, as you say, went to Villa and then finished his career at Man City. Yeah. Before we move on from Peter Schmeichel, there's a couple of interesting little tidbits. Have a guess how many goals he scored. 13. Oh, no, no. 11. 
say he's kind of under 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 Miami a little bit there, but that's okay. He's I kind scored. of remember him scoring. Does that include? Oh, I suppose I was counting the two he scored where he just punched it in. Oh no, that was Oliver Kahn, wasn't it? Was it? I don't know. Do you remember? It was like last minute corner. And he comes up for the corner. I'm sure it was either Oliver Kahn or Peter Schmeichel. It was one of the classic oldie goalkeepers used to come oh, out. Brilliant. And he just runs in, knows he's not going to make the header, so he just gets by fists and just punches it straight into the goal and gets a yellow card. Doesn't oh. even like doesn't even stay up, he just runs straight back up. Runs away. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah, so as well as his eleven goals, he scored six in one season, which is I think is amazing for a goalie. Um that is insane. It was he was awesome. Was that for sport in Lisbon? No, Vidovra. Wow. Yeah, he also he also was in Coronation Street. Uh, I, can, I can imagine that. No, he's not. He's not really. There was a, a dog <laughs> called Pierce Michael. Oh that was, yeah, yeah. That was um, owned by Chesney. Yeah, the ginger kid. I remember that. But he, he wasn't really in it, but he was. Um, I did read when I was reading about his personal life that he was a member of the WWF and I got all excited but then no it's the animal one unfortunately and the last one which his, his Schmeichel's middle name it's obviously not spelled not pronounced this way but it's if you can imagine the word coleslaw but spelled with a B Bolslaw <laughs> Bowl of that's, what, that's what his middle name is Peter Bolslaw <laughs> I love that. That, that so, is my favourite one. There we the go. goals, the goals being scored, and the dog, and the the wrestling thing are all. Why don't you lead with the ball slaw? It's just a great name. <laughs> you would have got it if I said that. Would you? Yeah, two months ago, when I was still deciding on a name for my child, ball slaw would have definitely got in there. I think. <laughs> ball slaw, Napton. It's, 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 there's not going to be many of them in his in his year at school, is there? No, definitely not. Right, it's time to wrap up. Give us one of your legendary jokes. I had a dream. I was the author of Lord of the Rings. I was talking in my sleep. Hey. hey. <laughs> what side? What side would you have with burger and fries? <laughs> Balls. <laughs> <laughs> Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over limited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.